Okay, welcome, podcasters. We first start with the musical end of our show, which is I've been doing a, a jazz um, history. So we're coming, coming up around the 50s now, uh, where jazz has incorporated all kinds of things from the Broadway theater um, up to the pop songs of the day, new original things. And I'm going to do one for you now. It's kind of a, what we call a more modern day one, Fly Me to the Moon. Um, in other words, it's called. Um, and um, by Bart, Bart Howard. And then we'll do one um, around the world. Uh, then we'll do one. If I can't. There we go. I can't get started. We'll do after that, which is, uh, I think, in the 40s. Okay, so jazz continues on with the history. One, two, a one, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Welcome, podcasters. And we're continuing on with our theme, which was kind of, this series was like looking at um, stepping back. Um, the thing that doesn't come natural, actually, once the momentum of all our patterns begin in life, we tend to 
that they, they carry the current, they carry the motivation, and they just swoop us along or wherever they're going. But um, tonight I want to, uh, today, I want to um, bring a tool up that's not usually used or talked about. Um, that is the yoga psychology. Now we all know about yoga. We know people that have been in it. Um, we might be in it ourselves. It's an extremely important tool. And it's one of the oldest ones of all, 4,000 years. And they come to this very early, and they saw that things were off, and they had to find a way, a work to do, to um, move to a, to a different place. So we'll get some of the insights. They will try to utilize the yoga um, philosophy and psychology as a practical way to look at development, um, the urges um, that we have, and so on. Um, so that's that's um, yoga psychology, and again, eventually American Western psychology began to use the same things, but that's been quite a quite a while. Okay, to get a picture, I'm just going to use kind of an analogies of think of that in the house that you live, the apartment or wherever we live. Underneath of that is kind of radiation, radium, something, in other words, on the side of the house that we live in, or maybe even born in, um, we weren't aware of this powerful force of uh, radiation. And our senses couldn't detect them or be able to, the usual way, through smell or something. So they penetrated us. Um... And they invaded our whole body in ways that we don't know. Um, and um, yoga knew this very early, that we're, 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 we're influenced by things. Um, and now that those parts have, those, that kind of radiation created fragmentation. Once radiation has entered, fragmentation in the whole being begins to occur. So, um, and and all the different levels of it. And think of what, and we have no way to know it. You know, we have no way why these certain things are coming up. Or um, So we develop like a a psycho-emotional, mental, and somatic baggage. And we we carry it from this radiation or this human condition, which, which creates confusion, loss, disappointment, addiction, and the internal confusion, conflict around sex and relationship. So it hits all those, uh, all those areas. Um, so we want to explore that a little bit. Something that, what you might, we both, we all just think of it for a moment. What would help us if we're on that that idea of radiation being our underground? How could we ever get started with something we don't sensually know it? So let me let me give this over to um, Gary and Ray. Let me start with you, Gary. Uh, Ray has uh, a little more experience in this area. Um, what would be a way that you might think of, since we don't really know the dynamics of it, um, 
what would be a way of even starting to know what maybe some of the difficulties I'm going through are? What would you think, Gary, for your own self? Uh, maybe just trying to take an honest self-inventory. Um, I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not quite sure what the answer is. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, there's not like a, 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 any definite or perfect answer. Um, but a, kind of just one that might be common sense. So there's material that is in me and it's maybe producing some things, some, sometimes physical, um, sometimes just um, confusion and loss, angers and so on. What might be a way to begin to approach it just off the top of your head? Um, well, maybe uh, I, I'm really not sure. Maybe to, uh, to try to um, get an outside view and, mm. uh, and see, you know, what, what has changed since you, since you began feeling this way. Think back to a time when this wasn't the case and mm -hmm. try to make an, make an honest inventory of what has changed since that time. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's, that's it. Just, just what you know, there's not, not any perfect answers to this stuff. We're just exploring it. So some way, and you're saying outside help, um, just be, help me see, uh, you use the word inventory, but help me see what's kind of going on with me. Um, okay, Ray, what's, what's your shot at it? Well, I mean, the way you lay it out, it's like you got no shot, it feels like, you know. I mean, it, it feels, to me, with the state I'm in, it seems like doomed. So, but, you know, I also, it's just seeing it, seeing the repetition of it, seeing that you've been down this road before or that it's it's definitely, you know, linked. And then the further you can dig into it see the depth and its origin like a lot of stuff that i have is inherited hmm. and you can see what you got of mom or what you got of dad and know that it doesn't necessarily have to be your truth hmm. even though it probably is at some level and you know the sincerity which gary was getting on to that's a big one you know, to be honest, <clears throat> honest about it, or if you can even be honest with it. So I thought that was pretty good that you brought that up, Gary. But that's, uh, you know, as far as the yogis that go, I know they can get shit done pretty quick. At least that's what I've been reading. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm on the late freight, so... That's the way I'm going. Okay. So, podcast audience, you Some heard... uplifting stuff right there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, Woo! You heard the reactions of Gary. <laughs> Need some kind of outside. You know, just like if you were handling some kind of problem, plumbing or anything, you know, you would seek something outside. Um... And to try to name what it is. 
um, um, and Ray said that he, he used the word inherited. So remember, this radiation is affecting everybody uh, in the household. The first ones that got there, the ancestral world that it came from, they were all affected to it. Though they, they might have not thought of it in the same way. Um, they know they felt some of the same suffering. They went through same things, annoyances and difficulties and troubles in relationships and with health and all kinds of things, confusions. But they didn't have some of the equipment that we know now that can, that can help that. So we get off to scar. So for you, for you podcasters, um, think of that in your own life. How would you approach it? What would be some of the first steps you would? Remember the idea that it's more underground. We can't, we can't specifically see it, or we can feel it in different ways. Um, and there's symptoms sometimes from it. So how would you do it? So we just place that question to everybody. Uh, not been able to see underground. For example, in my own life of just recently a, a physical thing for me, um, having some physical problems, um, some health issues. But anyway, ending up at an MRI and um, not knowing what's what's there. And um, and the equipment then used did spot something something that, that I couldn't feel. There was no symptoms of it at all, but it was there. Um, and the, and um, the, tech, uh, the technological help really saw something. It's something like that. For, there's some MRI need for us psychologically. Um, and um, usually we need, we need outside intervention. We first got to have our own intentional intervention, knowing that we'd like to um, look deeper into it. Um, but then sometimes that calls for outside help as well. So that's the beginning. So the sensory overload uh, that must be um, looked at. In other words, the difference with us at this age, and maybe it wasn't so much for my mother and father, is the utter sensory overload. Um, the tensions that come from that with all the electrical stuff and emails and nonstop communication, television, the impressions coming from television um, that, that we can't see. We're just, it's hidden from our awareness about what the, what the impressions, let's say, of chronic television is and all this uh, material that we go through in life. So we might need something that goes. So let us know, um, you know what, you're, what you think about that. We want to know what you think and what, you're, and what you're kind of going through. And we'll have a question later that has come up. We'll, we'll read and see if you feel something related to that. Okay. So that's, that's kind of where this, un, this conditioned, unconscious storehouse of undetected, or we, what we called here the multiple eyes that rule our life. We like to somehow begin to be able to see that. 
Okay, um, and we're using that. Um, maybe Gary could uh, read that question. Well, do you want to get into the, um, you know, what you were opened up with? Do you want to get to the, before you read the question, as far as the yogi life? I mean, why don't you get a little into that prior to answering the question? Because maybe that could open some stuff up. Yeah, that, that's... Um yeah, I need, I need to develop that a little more. It's not going to give us any answers uh, right off. And you had said earlier that it seems to be quick for them. Uh, not really. Anybody that enters a world of of um, of a work on themselves, it's hardly ever something called quick. I'm saying, um, you know, it's it's gradual, but the ones that are already there can do the stuff quick. That's what I. Oh, you mean if they're doing the practices and? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm sure that you know, out of the whatever yogis there might be, there's there's a couple of them that you know know the two step. Oh, you're talking about advanced consciousness people, not just yoga in general. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about the advanced guys. Oh, the advanced people. Yeah, now not like me. Mm-hmm. Um, the disadvanced. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, I mean the the just the yogis. I mean, can you give a you know a couple of bullet points on um, just the yogi psychology? Is what I'm saying. I mean, if not, uh, either mm-hmm. or way. Yeah. I mean, you opened up with that, and then we haven't touched it. And I was just curious about it. Yeah, and the things I've been saying about it are something I was saying their awareness about it, and that they knew that very early, and they knew something had to be developed. Um, and they, through experiments, mostly through meditation, but eventually through body control also, so that they worked on body, mind, and mind, very much what thinking's about. By the time we get to an advanced yoga, who's now a teacher and um, has his own, usually, group and so on, that's many, many years later. It was of those who really stuck with it to the very end. Um, and they, they had a kind of an advanced consciousness. Um, through all the struggle they went through by the very thing we're talking about, the struggle that we're in, patterns of behavior, nonverbal levels of attitude. You know, you think of that for a moment. Attitudes are very... It's an interesting idea about things that are inside us that come out in forms and that come out somatically in our body uh, with frozen facial gestures and um, armorings and postures. And they worked on postures. Uh, they worked very much on the body postures, going contrary to the automatic postures. States of minds and moods. Wow, do we know about moods? We know the moods we're in. And... Um, and the opinions and the habitual modes of regarding something that we're just frozen in, we can't change our mind. Um, positions, reactions, biases, dispositions that become frozen. And now, and they began to tackle this ever so slowly. And one of the things that they discovered early passed on to us, we need a force, a tool of seeing. 
Now, this seeing is not from our mechanical bag of um, tricks. This seeing is a tool, a force, um, that doesn't come from mechanical life. And they discovered that. It doesn't come from just um, the, the habits of our life. They got to places that were a little slowly beyond mechanical life. If, if mechanical life would, would do the seeing, it would do it mechanically. So this has something that has to go beyond mechanical life. So we need help from a higher level. And they knew that. Um, through our conditioning so that a possible integration will begin. So they start this all from the beginning of the things that we're mentioning. But no shortcuts. Imagine it's 4,000 years old. So it took, it took quite a while. Um, but we'll get, we'll get more than eventually even um, some of the areas and practices they worked on. So, Gary, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the reading of that. Um, okay, here we go. This comes in from Harold. After going through a bad breakup and the death of a parent, I now deal with all kinds of anxiety when interacting with people, or even the thought of interacting with people. It's gotten a lot better since I forced myself back into school, but now I must find some type of employment, and that brings even more anxiety. Any advice on how to deal with it better? Okay, Ray, let me hand that one to you. It's really something you uh, have you can a lot of experience it. with. You got it. I mean, without revealing anything. Um, um, you got it. I mean, you can. You got it. I'm thinking, how old is Harold anyway, does he say? He does not. I'm sorry. That's okay. right. Sounds like fault. college age. Yeah. That's, that's the vibe I got from it, yes. College age, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say, Jim. I have nothing to offer in that area. Okay. Um, what do you got? Right, okay, well, let's hold on to that. Um, Gary, off the, just the top of your head, I mean, like something, you're, you're, you're new to this, and things, things could spontaneously, you could be spontaneous without any, having anything to work with. What would you just generally say, even if a friend said that to you, just happened to walk with you, playing golf? I would say, <clears throat> and, you know, I would preface all this by saying I don't know what I'm talking about and you may want to speak to somebody wiser than me, but I would try to encourage the person to come out into less intimidating social situations with me and other people that they know. If you're all of a sudden feeling uh, anx anxious about being around people, Find a few people who you know you are comfortable with and let them take you to places where, you know, you may not be the most gregarious person, but you can start to get back into groups of people and maybe start to retrain yourself to be comfortable in those situations. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I get a quick record off the top of the head from Gary, and I'll just practical things. Just to begin to find people maybe you could be with. Um, and work at it at the surface level of life. Um, I would say, Harold, that, Harold, that um, you, the two traumas you just went through, loss of a relationship and loss of your mother, are very big ones. They're earth-shattering earth ones. 
So there's, a, there's the first place there's a suffering. That you're not going to skip the suffering in that. When we when we go through loss, it touches every it touches the bottom most primitive parts of our life, and that could now launch you into another level. But the beginning of it is is a dues to pay that ain't ain't going to jump just jump out of your life. And the first part is an acceptance of it. I mean, that happened here. You lost that relationship. Your mother died. Um, just to acknowledge that and know that it could be a key later on. And, not, that, that, and the, the problem is not to get rid of it so fast because it could work as a tool. If you get rid of it or get some easy way out. Uh, Go re- for it. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, um, that you have to see what it is for you and what it triggered for you, what kind of things are coming out for you. Um, and then you'll need to see, uh, as uh, Gary mentioned, if you feel like it's too much for you, you to handle, I don't know what your experience, you know, psychologically, are, but you may need help with it. And um, from a therapist, um, so you might really take that in mind. But so the first part is to know that this could launch you in a whole other place. You hit the most primitive sufferings that there are, and um, and the more you're able to uh, slowly um, get back on your feet, you'll use this as a tool and a learning in your next situations with relationship and death or whatever comes up. And that it may be strong enough that I'll need some help, even temporarily. So keep us abreast of what's going on in that area. You, you happen to touch the, the two strongest ones of all. Okay, let's see where we are. Oh, it looks like we're coming to the end. Yeah, but we got a, we got a few people to thank before the end. And by the way, Harold, um, if, you, if you do get a quick fixer of opportunity – arises there. It's probably old hat stuff that you've done before and uh, I hate to say it, it doesn't work. So try not to participate in the stuff that you already know. I mean, meaning meaning the stuff you already know that's of, of ill intent. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Okay, so good advice. And then, um, Harold, also, you know what? You click on the PayPal, buddy, because we appreciate it. And um, thanks for the email. Anybody else out there, we're on PayPal. And we're digging you, and I hope you're digging us. Yeah, thank you very much. You can you can find the link for that at acejimcarolla.com. And, uh, you know, while we're, while we're paying the bills, why don't we take a second and talk about Amazon? How is Amazon? Amazon is doing well. Let's hear from them. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla, and this is a plea because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well, so please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay, so we're coming to the end today. We've got good advice from Gary from one level and Ray from another. Um, 
and we'll, and we'd like to hear from you. I'm sure maybe people are not going through that level of, but somewhere along the way, um, I know in my life at 80, I lost two or three major loves and uh, went through that process too. So uh, usually we don't get through life without one or two of those, uh, but we need to learn and grow from them. That's the main thing. Okay, so uh, we'll continue next week. I'll give you a few more things of uh, yoga psychology, some of the techniques they may use, and we'll continue on trying to see how to get a little distance from such automatic conditioning of my life. Okay, see you next week. uh, One, two, three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.